Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. My name is Andrew Frezza, and today we're gonna to be talking about my favorite type of nutrition challenge that we've ever run at CrossFit Palm Beach. And I wanted to shoot this episode because I know a lot of you guys are gearing up for the new year. A lot of you guys typically do nutrition challenges in the beginning part of the new year. So I wanna talk about one that we've done recently. We did this back in the fall, and it was by far my favorite type of nutrition challenge that we ever have done. Uh, at CrossFit Palm Beach. We got great results. Um, we had a bunch of our coaches involved. It was not super time consuming on our part, but we had a really good idea of who was on track and who wasn't throughout the challenge. And there was a great group dynamic to it, a group accountability to it, as well as some good moments for one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. And we've now been in business for seven years. We've done nutrition challenges on average two to three times a year for those seven years. So we've done probably 10 to 15 nutrition challenges in our seven year history. And like I said, this is my favorite format that we've ever done. Uh, every format has been effective to some degree. Um, I am a big fan of challenges. I know some people are against challenges uh, because they think of it as just like a short term fix and they feel like they're just promoting that short term fix mindset. And I think you have to look at the good and the bad. There are certainly bad things that come with doing, doing nutrition challenges regularly or doing them too often. But I think the biggest thing is how do you talk about nutrition challenges? What is the approach of the challenge? Is it more of a well-rounded lifestyle challenge or is it just about weight loss and trying to take off as much pounds as you can in a finite period of time? And I think a lot of that stems from how we design our challenges, how we talk about our challenges, and how we talk about life post-challenge. So I am a big fan of challenges and I do think a lot of it has to do with the approach that you take into them. So most of the challenges that we do at CrossFit Palm Beach have typically run between four and six weeks. I mean, we've done stuff as short as four weeks and as long as 90 days. The longer ones, we've just found that we, we've, we've tried to do longer ones to try to help people make it more sustainable, but we just found that too many people dropped off or too many people, not enough people signed up in the first place to take on this challenge. So I'm a big fan of four to six weeks as the nice sweet spot for these. And I'm a big fan of doing these challenges at the right time of year, where you're gonna get the highest buy-in and they're gonna have the greatest effect on your clients. So for us, we do like the new year. We don't like to do it right on January 1st or even in that first week. We like to give people a little cushion from the holidays. Um, one, so they can kind of get their, their feet underneath them again, back, get back into a rhythm into the gym. But number two is that we don't want this challenge to be completely about you know, you binge during the holidays and now let's undo everything that you did wrong during the holidays. That's not the message we're trying to send. So yes, we like having it in the beginning of the year because we're gonna get a high buy-in, but we like to push it back to like the middle of January for a start date so people aren't just seeing this as like, let me undo the damage that I did over the last month and a half. Um, leading up to summer is also a great time to do these challenges, to do it during those last couple months right before the, the school year ends. And then as school starts back up in the fall, prior to the holidays, we think those three times are the, the best times to do your challenges. That's when you're gonna get the highest buy-in. And you know, yes, we wanna teach people how to eat through all times of the year, but the fact of the matter is that people just won't sign up if they have like a big vacation or they have other things going on during that time. So it's better off doing it into one of those three times of the year we found to be the most successful. So for this particular challenge that we did that we loved, we ran it this past September and October, started in the early part of September just after Labor Day and finished in the middle of October. And 
this was a four week challenge. So this was the shortest challenge that we've ever done or it, it tied the shortest challenge that we've ever done. And I was a little bit weary about doing a challenge this short, but we wanted to do something. We wanted to fit something in prior to the holidays. So we decided to just give it a go. And it actually turned out great. I mean, we saw great results with people. We had a good buy-in from people. And a, a lot of the, the ways people were talking and the, the ways people were applying the concepts that we were giving to them, you could tell it wasn't just a short-term mindset. So the way this challenge was formatted was it was a point system and it was done both individually and as a team, which was really cool. So we printed out two sheets for everybody and each sheet had two weeks of tracking on it. And those trackers were just something we made in Excel and they had different categories that people could track and assign points to each day and each week. And we would total up every single day and at the end of the week, that person was responsible for collecting their point total and sending it over to the team captain in the group text message. Okay, so we had three teams. Myself ran a team, my brother ran a team, and our nutrition coach, Danielle, ran her team. And we did like a small mini draft. So we had about 30, probably just like 30 people signed up, about 10 people per team uh, with each of the given coaches. So we had a launch seminar the Sunday before the challenge, and we uh, divided everybody up onto one of these three teams, in addition to breaking down how the points would work, what categories we'd be tracking, answering any questions people had, and then explaining kind of the why behind the challenge. And the points that we tracked were for categories like nutrition, obviously. We also tracked exercise, we tracked sleep, we tracked hydration, and then we had a category for stress relief, okay? So this is not any type of a new template. I know the Whole Life Challenge uses something similar. This template is something we stole and modified from Healthy Steps Nutrition, who we work with. So this is something that you can definitely take and kind of make it your own. And the way we broke it down was nutrition was three points. So you got a point every day for a meal that had both protein and veggies in it. Okay, and we wanted to really simplify it to those two things. We know people are gonna find ways to get their fat and carbs in, but we wanted people to focus their meals around protein and veggies, so they got a point every time they did that. The second category was exercise. They got two points for every day. They did at least 10 minutes of moderate to intense exercise. Okay, so for this particular category, walking didn't count, um, but they could go on a run on their own for 15, 20 minutes. They could do one of our classes at the gym, and we purposely capped this category out at 10 points a week. So people could not exercise every day or we weren't you know, incentivizing them to exercise every day. They were more than welcome to still exercise seven days a week, but we didn't wanna force them into that. So we capped that category at 10 points, which was two points a day for five days. Then we had a hydration category where they could get one point for drinking at least 60 ounces of water in a day, and then two points for getting at least 80 ounces of water in a day. The next category was sleep, and sleep was a similar setup where they would get one point for getting at least six hours of sleep in a night, and then two points for getting at least eight hours of sleep in the night. And then the final category we had was stress relief, and the way we defined this was just simply 10 minutes spent on you. Something that was gonna take down your stress, something that was gonna make you feel like you did something in the day specifically for you and no one else, okay? So for some people that's going for a walk and listening to music, for some people that's meditating, for other people that's doing 10 minutes of mobility, whatever it was for you, we let people uh, be loose with their definition of that, but it had to be 10 minutes that they carved out for them. It couldn't just be 10 minutes where they were driving in their car 
and they decided to listen to some music. It had to be 10 minutes that they specifically carved out of their day um, to kind of refresh and take a break. The other category that we added was what we called our wild card category. So we wanted to make it more nutrition focused. Like obviously it's very lifestyle focused and there's an element of nutrition to it, but we wanted to tip the scales a little bit more towards nutrition because this was a nutrition challenge. So each week what we had was this wild card category. And to me, this really made the challenge. It made it so much more fun and it gave us some really good talking points and education points for the clients. So each week had its focus. Week one was meal prep. So people got an additional one point per meal, up to three points per day for every meal that they cooked at home. Week two was no vices. So they got three points a day. It was just a simple three or zero for every day that they did not consume their vice. And we made them text the group and tell the group what their vices were. Some people had two or three, um, but they had to tell us what their vices were. For a lot of people it was wine or alcohol in general. For others it was sweets or a specific type of sweet that they were having every single night. So we just told people, what is that thing that you're eating multiple times a week that you want us to hold you accountable to not having over the next week? Week three was uh, protein. We had everybody track their protein and hit that protein number based on their lean body mass that they found in the in-body test. So we did an in-body test at the beginning of the challenge, we did one at the end of the challenge. The in-body actually calculates their lean body mass for them. So we just simply said, you have to hit that many grams in protein of your lean body mass, and that's the only thing you have to track. You can track more, but that's the only thing you have to track, and you get three points if you hit that number. And then finally, uh, the fourth week, we had track every single thing that you ate. So this was uh, no specificity to it. It wasn't saying you have to eat this and you can't eat that. We just wanted to get a true, honest representation of what these people were eating on that fourth and final week. So they could track it on paper, they could track it in MyFitnessPal, and we had them send us snapshots of at least a day to kind of keep them accountable to that. Okay, so as I mentioned, I really love this wildcard category because each week had this kind of new focus and it kind of rejuvenated people's energy for the challenge. And then it gave us talking points and education points to focus on with the clients. So we were taking turns, Tony and myself and Danielle, we were taking turns sending out emails to the group. We had a little mini email list with our challengers and every three or four days they could expect an email from us, um, which was kind of easy to do. I mean, I only had to write three emails for the challenge and that was my part in it. And then if Tony did that and Danielle did that, you know, that's nine emails over the course of 28 days that these people are gonna get to kind of keep them accountable, give them some education, and, and make them feel like it was this nice, well-rounded experience as opposed to just, I pay my money and you know try to put in the effort and put in the work to, to see results. We also had weekly winners. So each, each week would end with the point totals. They'd have to text the point totals to the group leader, and they'd also have to send a screenshot of their challenge uh, card to show us you know, that it was in fact a legit point total. And what was cool about that is one, it got everyone together each week. Two, we had a little mini competition where we were able to compete between teams and you know, competition always makes people try a little bit harder. But then third and finally, I was able to look at their card each week and find whatever their low category was and then have an individual conversation with that person to help them bring that up. So for some people it was hydration and I would go ahead and separately from the group, I would text that person individually and say, 
hey, I noticed that hydration was your lowest category this week. How can I help you get this up? How can I help you drink more water in a day? You know, I try to make it more about the habit than the point total. Like I appreciate the competition, but it's really about helping this person do better in this category. So I would reach out and we'd be able to really trade some really good tips or break down where this was breaking down in their day and how we could get them over the hump of being able to consume more water or eat more protein or whatever it was, the thing that was holding them back. Um, so I, I really love this, this mix of group accountability with the chance to dive in individually. And the, the way this challenge was formatted just made that really seamless. And without having to have um, really set like one-on-one -on -one meetings, like we've done that in the past where we've set up like macro challenges or paleo challenges and we've said, okay, you're going to get a one-on-one -on -one meeting with the coach at the beginning of the challenge in the middle of the challenge and the end of the challenge. And those actually work decently well, but we found that for the amount of time that the coaches have to put into that, it is, you're not getting that same effort and results in return. You're spending a lot of time trying to track people down, coordinate different times. Even if it's over the phone, it's not always easy to get a hold of people. So I was a big fan of this challenge where it was mostly focused around this group accountability and then there was chances to kind of branch off from the group, text or call people individually and break down some of their sticking points to help them get through that. So I wanna just wrap things up by covering how we did the prizes. So at the end of each week, we were able to do an average total per person. So this works out well to do an average because if you have 10 on one team and 12 on another, it doesn't matter the total points that they accumulate, you're still gonna divide by the number of people that you have. So we would do a weekly average per person and reward a, um, a prize to two of the people from the winning team, okay? So if my team won, we would do a raffle with just my team and two of those people would get a gift certificate somewhere. Um, we partnered up with a local company called Fresh Meals that was giving us free weeks of meals. So a lot of those people earned free weeks of meals that they could use towards Fresh Meals. We partnered with a local coffee shop, Oceana, that gave us gift cards or like a local smoothie shop or acai bowl shop. Um, so be creative with it. You could have a different sponsor every week if you want. And we like the raffle idea because it's a way to kind of recognize the entire team, but then also give two people or a couple people on the team a, a really tangible prize besides just like, yay, you guys won. Um, but it's not as you know, you don't need as many prizes. It's if you're someone who has to come out of pocket for the prizes, it's not expensive for you to do that. So I really like that setup. So we had a winner for each week. Um, and actually the way the challenge shook out, all three teams each won at least one week, which was really cool. And that's another thing I liked about this challenge is it wasn't like, okay, one team started winning and it just got out of hand. But then the end of the challenge, we had winners for best transformations. We picked two and we also had a winning team that each won a prize um, in that final week. So we didn't raffle anything off in that final week. We made everyone on that winning team get a prize. And then the, the main winners of the challenge, the transformation winners, I believe we did a free month of uh, CrossFit or BeachFit towards their next month. You could also make it a free month of nutrition coaching if you already have a one-on-one -on -one nutrition coaching program in place. Um, and we charged 125 for that challenge. So like I said, we had 30 some people sign up. We charge everyone 125 bucks. If they were already a member of our one-on-one -on -one nutrition coaching program, they could participate in it for free. And we thought it worked out really well. Um, people got to know some people that they didn't know through those group text messages, and they really bought into that camaraderie and accountability 
that we set up through those groups. So hopefully you guys found this useful and feel free to take any of this stuff to make it your own. I'm gonna set up a link on the website that you guys can get some of these resources for free and start to see um, like the templates we used, how we set up the challenge and make it your own. So go to sevenfigurebox.com slash challenge and you'll see all those resources for you to use. Thanks guys, talk to you soon.